Good morning. Let's all stand together. We're going to lift up our voices as we sing Dwelling in Beulah Land and then Standing on the Promises. Far away the noise of strife.
good to see each of you in the Lord's house this morning. Cheery, smiley faces in a nice, warm building. Amen? Um, this morning, as I open us up in prayer, I'm going to also ask that we pray for Kathy King. She is live streaming this morning from Tennessee. She had knee surgery and uh, is at home worshiping with us. So let's open up with a word of prayer, and we're going to pray for Kathy's healing from her knee surgery. Father in heaven, we come before you, and we thank you for your many, many blessings to us. I do pray that you be with us as we worship you. Help us in every way to honor you and lift you up. Uh, Lord, we do count it as a great opportunity to gather with our brothers and sisters in Christ, to be able to sing together and pray together. It's such an important part of Christian fellowship and worship. Thank you for allowing us to get together. And I do pray that you be with Sister Kathy King as she's healing from this knee surgery, that she would recover quickly, get back full use of her knee. We thank you that Harmon is doing so well after his both knees being replaced. And just continue to ask you to watch over our church family. Different folks in all different circumstances. Just pray for your hand to be upon them. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated.
once again and you may remain seated as we sing come people of the risen king and then speak O lord come people of the risen king who delight to bring him
like that. I like the, that singing, don't you? You know, I, uh, as we go through this pandemic thing, and I know we still have a number of folks who are not coming to worship. They're, for one reason or another, they can't. And I do feel bad for them missing out on the coming and worshiping together part. It's such an important part. And I look forward to when all these numbers drop off and this thing is passed and we're back to having a full house and lift up. Uh, when we built this building back in the year 2000, 2001, um, Harmon and Louie, they came and they helped work and they put extra screws in all the rafters because they knew we were going to lift the rafters <laughs> with our singing. So made sure that this was well built for real good singing. my life I've been carried by grace don't ask me how cause I can't explain it's nothing short of a miracle I'm here I've got some blessings that I don't deserve I've got some scars but that's how you learn it's nothing short of a miracle I'm here I think it over and it doesn't add up I know it comes from above I've got miracles on miracles A million little miracles I've got miracles on miracles, count your miracles, one, two, three, four, I can't even count them all. You held me steady so I wouldn't give up, you opened doors that nobody can shut, I hope I never get over what done I want to live with an open heart I want to live like I know who you are I hope I never get over what you've done God it's not coincidence and it's not luck I know it comes from above And I've got miracles on miracles A million little miracles I've got miracles on miracles Count your miracles One, two, three, four I can't even count them all I can't even, I can't even count them all I can't even, I can't even count them all I can't even, I can't even count them all One, two, three, four, I can't even count them all And I've got miracles on miracles a million little miracles
miracles And I've got miracles on miracles Count your miracles One, two, three, four I can't even count them all One, two, three, four I can't even count them very much, John. I'd like you to take your Bibles with me, please. Turn in your Old Testament to Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to focus on verse 9 this morning, but I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 12. Joshua chapter 1, and I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 12. Our real text is in verse 9. Give you a chance to find that. So I want you to look at it as I come down through, although they're going to bring it up on the screen, I know. Brother Mike back there, he is quick with that computer. He's able to pull those verses right up. I like that. He is a county uh, deputy, and I think he gets all that key skill from, you know, when they pull people over, they got to run all the numbers, you know. <laughs> He's just fast, fast. <laughs> He'll have to talk to me about that later, won't he? Joshua chapter 1, verse, verses 1 down through 12, but we're going to focus on verse 9. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper with this soever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate thereon day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not, have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days you shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it, and to the Reubenites, and to the Gadites, 
And to half the tribe of Manasseh spake Joshua, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. As we look in this text, we come to the place where the Lord is transitioning from the leadership of Moses to the leadership of Joshua. It's a frightening time for the nation of Israel. They've wandered in the wilderness and lost an entire generation. But it is now the time to step up and to go into the promised land. The land promised by God from the very beginning. They've gone ahead and failed the first time to go and possess what God had promised them. Now it's time to step up and to go and take that which God has offered to them. But it's interesting when we read down through this text that you find over and over again in the text, as you see in verse 6, be strong and of a good courage. He says that to him. Look at verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous. And then our text for today, verse 9, listen again. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. My message to us this morning as Victory Baptist Church is the very message that God gave to Joshua here. And that is that we ourselves, we need to be strong. We need to be of good courage and not afraid or dismayed. We've got to rest and trust in the Lord in our lives. Now that, of course, they had to be wise. They were getting ready to cross the Jordan. They were getting ready to go and face the enemies that laid us ahead. They had to possess that land and go ahead and build that land and start a nation, the nation of Israel, there in the promised land. But yet God had told them, be strong. Be of good courage, not afraid or dismayed. You and I as Christians in the year 2022, we know that our strength is not in ourselves. Our strength is in the Lord. In fact, if you'll look with me in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. We'll see if I can get there before Mike. Ephesians, oh, again. Ephesians 3, 16, it says... That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. You and I, we need to be strong in the Lord. We live in a culture and a world where they dismiss God and ignore God, even push against God. But you and I have to stand strong in the midst of all those who might mock and oppose. We have to be strong. But that strength comes from the inner man. And that strength comes through the Holy Ghost, even as we see in that text. So you and I, we need to decide within ourselves, I am going to be strong. Just as the nation of Israel needed to be strong. Just as Joshua needed to be strong. So we must be strong. We've got to be strong leaders of our children, our, our community, even our nation. It should be that the strongest people in this nation are the children of God. Because they know their strength lies in Him. When you look a little farther in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord 
and in the power of his might. So God is challenging us just as he challenged Joshua. You and I need to be strong in the Lord. Now that takes a choice. It takes a decision. You can't just sit back and be a spiritual couch potato every day and expect to be strong. You've got to exercise your faith. You've got to use your faith. You can't just let it go. I, it does make me sad that so many of our church folks, even still, are not yet able to come back and worship with us. And it is for a myriad of different reasons. But I am praying and looking for this thing to begin to pass. I am looking for God to open up our church doors so our church family can return in mass and be here and worship together. So that we as a church can be strong. We need to be a strong presence in our community, in the families of our neighborhoods, in, in the workplaces of our community, in our schools. We should represent strength, strength in the Lord from that inner man, that power that only God can give us. And he does so with a purpose. Certainly when we look back at Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, we know there's a reason why he's telling Joshua, be strong and of good courage. He knows that Joshua is going to face some real foes. He is going to face some situations that are going to put to test his leadership, his confidence. Yes, even his faith. But he's going to have to be strong. And you and I in our Christian lives, absolutely, we are faced with things that are hard. There are hills and mountains that have to be climbed in our personal lives, in our family lives, in our financial lives, our community lives, in your marriages and raising kids. There are steep hills, rocky crags that you must climb. And the only way to make it, the only way to succeed is like Joshua and the nation of Israel. When they crossed Jordan and started to head into that promised land, they had to be strong. When we look down here in chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. You see, God told Joshua, he said, listen, you have to get up and get going. These folks had wandered the wilderness long enough. They'd sat in their tents long enough. It was time to get up and get going. And you and I in our Christian lives, we can't be passive. We can't just sit back. We've got to be strong in our faith. This morning in men's prayer breakfast, as we went around the table and we prayed for the children of, of men and families of men, people on their job, praying for men on their job. We're praying, but we're also doing. You can't just ask God to do it for you. You're going to say, God, help me, enable me, strengthen me, use me. Sometimes we expect God to reach down with a, a bolt of lightning. When all he's really doing is just kind of pushing us along. He's saying, come on, we're going to do it, you and me. I'm strengthening you to get it done. Let's go. Let's get it done. But we have to do our part, don't we? As we look in this text, we come down a little bit farther. And I want you to look with me, if you would, at verse 6. 
Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. God had a plan. Now they'd known this plan, they just hadn't successfully made it their plan. But now Joshua is going to take the nation of Israel, they're going to put, they're going to implement God's plan. And God tells them, he says, listen, I have for you a land. And your people are going to go, they're going to divide it up according to the tribes. You're going to take and possess it, which I swear unto your forefathers to give. They just needed to say, yes, Lord. And there are many things in our lives where we just have to step back and say, yes, Lord. This morning in our 930 Bible, uh, Bible class, Bible study, we were studying Jacob. And how that Jacob went to meet Esau, his brother. But Jacob, he struggled. He had deceived and manipulated and even robbed his brother of his uh, birthright. And so as he's getting ready to go back to his homeland with all his clan, his brother's coming at him with 400 men. Now these weren't like, you know, these, these, these aren't 400 men skipping and picking daisies and having a day of it. You know, these are 400 fighting men. And Jacob was terrified. He's got his, his family and all his herds and all his servants. And here comes the brother that he had really done wrong. But God had told him, Jacob, go home. It will be well with you, with, with thee in your household. But Jacob struggled with that faith to just say, yes, I believe God and I will trust him. And you and I are no different. We face battles, we face struggles and to find that strength in our faith, we struggle. But we have to reach out to God and say, yes, Lord, I believe you. I trust you and I will follow. And that's exactly what God is telling Joshua that he needs to do. I want you to turn with me in your Old Testament, if you would, uh, your New Testament, actually, the book of James. Look with me at James chapter 1, verse 22. James chapter 1, and I'm going to read to you verses 22 down through 25, and I want you to listen to the text. Listen closely. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in glass. For he beholds himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. What's God saying to us there? He's saying, I need you and I in this New Testament Christian age to be just like Joshua needed to be in that Old Testament age where he told him, he says, listen, have courage. Be strong. Go forward. And here God is saying, when you read my word, he says, if you're only a hearer, but a not a doer, then you're not going to be blessed. He said, you're going to go ahead and take this 
and say, here I am, Lord, so send me. I'm going to do whatever you ask me to do. That takes strength. That does take courage. And we see the Lord challenging each of us to be people who purpose in our hearts, to be more than hearers, actual doers of the word. That's what this world needs. They need to see doers of the faith, doers of their Christianity, not just hearers. Yeah, years in, when I was in college, I, I worked in a gas station my, my first year of college. I had been a machinist in high school. My uh, sophomore, junior, and senior year, I worked half days. But back in the 70s, there was a horrible recession. And when I got to college, I tried to find a night job as a machinist, could not find one. And my philosophy is I will do anything. I, it doesn't matter if I'll work at McDonald's. In fact, I, I uh, worked at a restaurant down there for a very short time. I'm not a good restauranteer. Um, but I ended up working at a gas station that first year to pay my way through school. And I worked with a young man who was a genius. He was, he was a gifted genius. He pumped gas with me. And uh, he knew the Bible. You know, I, I, he could quote whole sections of the Bible. He could memorize anything. We, would, um, we had to inventory at the gas station at the end of every shift. You had to inventory all the oil, all the soda, everything. He could memorize the list. It was incredible. But he was not a Christian. In fact, he would push back at me because I was a Christian studying to be a minister. He knew the Bible, man, memorized whole huge segments of the Bible. He could memorize anything. But he was not a doer of the word. He mocked it. So it's not how much you know. It's what you do with what you know. That's what God is saying to us. So he's telling Joshua, Joshua, you've got a job to do. A job I had called the nation of Israel to do long before you. It is time to get it done. You must be a doer of the word. You've got to be strong. But he doesn't leave it at that. When you look at our text in verse 9, he says, Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. So he, he kind of clicks it up a notch, doesn't he? He tells him, I need you to be strong, but I also need you to be of good courage, not afraid, neither to be dismayed. And that's the second point. Being strong is one thing, but another thing is to be full of courage and to not be afraid or dismayed. He's really putting Joshua's feet to the fire. He's telling him, I want you to reach past yourself. Your strength is in the Lord. But like everybody, you struggle a little bit with that. And Josh, Joshua is certainly going to struggle a little bit with that. But he needs to also be a man of courage. Somebody who's not af afraid, not easily dismayed or turned away. Look with me, if you would, to Psalm 27. And here you find King David talk about this very thing. 
Psalm 27, verses 1 through 5. Listen to this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. David is talking about not being afraid. This morning in men's prayer breakfast, we got in a conversation about that very thing. Being afraid. Being afraid of even death itself. And as we chatted, Brother Louis, I saw Louis right back here. He's over here. Change sides, Louis. Uh, Louis was talking about when he went in for open heart surgery. And he said, you know what? I was never afraid. He said, I went in for surgery and I knew whether on this side or on that side, God's with me. Whether he lived or died, God was with me. Last year, Connie and Louie both ended up in the hospital in Middlebury with severe, severe COVID. And we're in there for a while. And Louie said in men's prayer breakfast, he said, you know what? Even while I was there, sick, 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 he said, I was not afraid. And here, King David, he's saying, you know what? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Why? Because I know I have a heavenly home. That's what he's saying here. He's saying, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And that's what God is telling Joshua. He's saying, Joshua, you are headed into a hard time. You've got to go and take possession of the promised land. It's not going to be easy. Not only do I need you to be strong, but I need you to stop being afraid. See, whether on this side or on that side, we have the Lord. And in our lives, we have to learn to go ahead and fight the good fight of faith. And we need to do that through the power of God, the strength of God, but also with the courage of a Christian. See, the very name Christian reflects on Christ. And when you look at courage, look at Jesus. You know, Jesus left heaven above. God himself took upon himself the flesh of a man. Born in a humble, poor home. Raised in a, a world and a society that was not very comfortable. When it was cold, they weren't coming into central heat with heated floors. But you know what? God left heaven above took upon himself the form of a man born of a virgin in a humble home. And he faced the world 
as a person when he didn't have to. He could have devised any other means. He could have come down as a superhero or whatever else you want to say, but that's not what he chose. He chose to come down and be a humble servant and to minister. And he did it courageously. He faced the money changers in the temple boldly. And he faced the cross as a sacrificial lamb. The Bible said he held his tongue because he could have spoke out destruction to all. He was a man of courage. You and I are Christians. We should be courageous. No matter how much our co-workers, our neighbors, our family, no matter how much the society, the world, Hollywood, wherever, no matter how much they mock faith, ridicule and demean Christ and God, you and I should not be afraid. We got a letter this week from our missionary in India, and he had, he had sent us a printed letter and emailed, and, and he said, it's really in India right now, they're passing laws to make it so that it's a crime to convert anybody to anything. So if you were born a Hindu, you have to stay a Hindu. If you're born a Christian, you stay a Christian. You can't convert one to the other. In fact, if you do decide you're gonna convert, you have the right to a magistrate, get permission to convert. And the penalties of you trying to convert somebody are very harsh. So that means to be a Sunday school teacher and have a little Hindu boy or girl come in, you can't teach them about Jesus without being accused of trying to convert them. You break the law and go to prison. So he said, pray for us they have a wide and vibrant ministry all over India. He says, pray for us. But that's not the worst persecuted Christian country in the world. There are countries in the world just to own a Bible, just to talk about Jesus is a capital crime. But do you know there are Christians who still do it? They rise up in faith and courage. And they say, let come what may come. I am not going to shrink away. They decide that they will bear their cross, fight their fight, and face whatever. It's amazing the courage that Christians around the world muster up to stand for their Savior. Here God is telling Joshua, be strong, but I also need you to be courageous, not afraid, not easily dismayed. Because for all of us, if we're not careful, we, we're easily dismayed. We're easily, well, okay, I'll back down. But he's saying to us, he's saying, you and I have faith. There are some things that we must just stand strong in. And that is our walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's an interesting thing that the Bible reassures us over and over again that we need to not let fear rule us. Whether it be social fear, financial fear, family fear, whatever it may be. When, when we went into this whole pandemic, I told you we're going to have a, a church verse. And I keep hoping that this thing passes and, 
And we don't have to continue dipping into that verse, but we are going to dip into that verse this morning. I want you to look with me, if you would, over to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. This is a verse that, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, it just reminds us of God's presence in our lives. It says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's what God was telling Joshua that day. He said, Joshua, I need you to come up to that river Jordan with all the people. And you've got a cross. And you're going to go into a land that is already possessed by people. And you need to take that land because I've promised it to you. And I've not given you the spirit of, of fear, Joshua. But instead I have given you that spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. For you to go and get the job done. You and I in our Christian faith, we've got to be strong. You know, moms and dads, you're, you're put to test all the time. Because your boys and girls, they come home from school and they say, well, well, Johnny's family doesn't do that. They don't go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Well, I know, but if Johnny jumped over a bridge, would you jump over a bridge? We see people have been saying that ever since they built bridges. <laughs> you know, you're put to the test all the time because... Your young people, they go to school, they learn all kinds of things that contradict the Bible or contradict faith, and they come home and they're looking for you to lead them, guide them, teach them, help them. You've got to be able to bring them to that place of sound mind where they understand the difference between the religion of evolution or the religion of humanism or the Christian religion. Joshua was going to be faced with all kinds of pagan worship. And his people had to go ahead and fight through that. You and I, we're there. We're in a generation of people who absolutely have embraced all kinds of crazy beliefs. Whatever it may be. And we have to stand strong. And we have to be of courage, not afraid and not dismayed. We have to decide that we and our generation are going to be strong Christians. Our God is offering to us strength. He's offering to us power, love, a sound mind. He's wanting to enable us, help us, prop us up, walk us along, even through the very valley of the shadow of death. We're not alone. If it's only you and him, you're the majority. But we have to do like Joshua. We're going to go ahead and muster it all together. Pull it together. Get out of our tent. And we have to stand up and say, here am I. I am a Christian. And because I am a Christian, I will follow my God. No matter what he calls me to do, no matter where he calls me to go, I will follow him. Why? Because he's going he's gonna to give me the strength. He's going to help me to not be afraid.
He's going to help me to not be dismayed and push away. He's going to help me to overcome. That's exactly what God does with Joshua. Does it mean that Joshua never stumbles, never falls? No. Joshua will have to be picked up many times. Does it mean the nation of Israel was flawless, sinless? No. They struggled and, and still struggle. But we still have to do our part. We still have to be more than hearers. We've got to be doers. Saying to the Lord, yes, I will be strong. Yes, I will be of good courage. And I will not be afraid. That takes determination. Each and every one of us is faced with our own battle. I was thinking about that the other day. Sandra Jo's has a, her, her lung disease. I keep referring to it. It's not asthma. It's a disease of the bronchial airways in her, her lungs. But she was doing very, very badly this week. And I tried to convince her to let me take her to the hospital. And Sandra Jo is exactly be strong and of good courage, not afraid. That's her. So she looks at me and she says, that's not happening, Tim. I know what I need to do and they're not going to do anything that I can't do right here. But you know, I was thinking about it as I was getting ready to go. I, uh, I was going to work and, and I thought, you know, Sandra Jo and I deal with her lung disease and we pray about that and we try to do the wise and good thing that we should do with that. But I've also known people, the, the other day I... I, I stepped into a hallway and it was a guy who kind of bumped me kind of and I thought that's kind of odd and I looked over and he we were in Texas he had shorts on and mechanical legs both legs were mechanical so he bumped me because he was kind of just not as stable and I thought he's got to deal with that every day of his life doesn't he every day of his life there are people all around us who have to face every day with their unique courage, their unique strength. It might be lungs, it might be legs, it might be finances, it might be family, it might be your workplace. Who knows what it is that's in your life that is constantly trying you and testing you as to your very faith. But no matter what you face, you have to face it being strong, courageous, not easily swayed. Because it's you and God to the very end. That's what David said. No matter what enemy I face, it is me and God. And he has a heavenly home for us, whether here or there. He is on our side. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, as we come to the end of this service, Lord, each and every one of us, as we look at our lives, we face our Jordan River and our promised land. Whatever it is that you've called us to press towards, whether it's to raise our children, build a business, Teach a Sunday school class. So the, the list is long, Lord, of the things you've called us to do. 
And there are challenges in every single one. Father, I pray that you help us to be strong. From that inner man, every person in this room today, I pray you'd give them strength. Help them to not be afraid. For Satan, when he gets us against the ropes, really begins to think he has the victory. Help us, Lord, to not be afraid. And Lord, I do pray that as we get ready to leave this place, we are more than hearers. But we are doers. And Lord, if there be one person here this morning that does not know Christ as their Savior, please don't let them leave without coming to talk to me. Give them that faith, that confidence, that trust that I will, I will take the time to sit down and open the Bible and share with them how today they can receive you into their heart and into their life. We just pray that it would be you that goes with us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand. Brother John has a song that he's going to lead us in as we close this morning. Let's sing together day by day. Day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart Charge that on himself he lay.